Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Welcome, everyone. It is Chat with Crystal Empowered Coaching Conversations with real women from around the world. And I'm your host and your coach, Crystal Andres Morissette. And I'm excited to be here with you today. So welcome, everyone. It is Friday, March 15th. And uh, we're going to go straight to the coaching, to the lines today, rather, because we've got some hands raised and I'm excited to dive in and do some coaching. For those of you who are maybe joining me for the first time and wondering, maybe listening to the podcast and thinking, how can I get coached with Crystal? How can I get some free coaching? All you have to do is head on over to our Empowerment Coaching Institute called the SWAT Institute, S-W-A-T, Simply Woman Accredited Trainer, or... SWAT, meaning the new special and weapon, special weapons and tactical that are going to help heal this world. That's what I always call us. We're actually really making a difference in the world. We're in over 45 countries now. We have coaches, women from all over the world who are becoming so empowered in their, in their own life and in their own level of consciousness and um, really excited to be able to see those women graduating and going out into the world and uh, making such a ripple effect. So it's really exciting. So welcome. So what is empowerment coaching and what is it that we are doing here today? Well, empowerment coaching is a process that I created about, mm, I'm going to say 17 years ago. Um, If you go to Google and you put in what is empowerment coaching, I will come up, my school will come up, and we are now number one in Google everywhere in the world. Um, So it's really, really exciting. And empowerment coaching is different than, say, life coaching. It's certainly different than business coaching. It's different than um, intuitive coaching, although our coaches are, are usually wildly intuitive because of all the work that we've done, clearing out stories, letting go of old baggage, letting go of, letting go of old beliefs that don't serve us and really rising in our energy, in our level of consciousness, in our, the way that we're showing up in the world, how empowered we feel. And so no matter what's going on in your life, sometimes what can happen is, you have a certain situation that you're feeling, you know, disempowered about. You're not able to um, to really get a handle on it, and it's affecting you. And you're you're needing someone to that's outside of the forest, um, for example, to be able to look in and say, "Hey, there! You actually have way more choices than you realize. There's all kinds of different paths that will lead you out of that." that dark part of the forest where you feel scared and alone. And that's what we do. We sort of weigh in, we're at a higher, we kind of, we want to stay up in our hot air balloon, so to speak, emotionally, energetically. We want to be able to look down and say, hey, I I can help you. I can see a way out. It's always up to you to decide which choice you're going to make. It's always up to you. But we want to help show you that you do have more choices than you realized. So we're going to go right to the phone lines. And again, if you're just joining us for the first time and you're wondering how do I get coached with Crystal, you'll want to just check out www.swatinstitute.com. You'll see in the event section, chat with Crystal. You'll pop in your name and your email and you'll get full access to our to our private conference line where you will remain anonymous. No one sees you. Um, and unless you're here with us live, um, you know, you are completely in a safe place. We call it in the vault. So I'm going to go to the phone lines and I'm just going to go right in order as the hands went up and we are going to, um, just say hello. Cause I think you were the first one. I think you might be calling from British Columbia. Hello. Hey, is this, who's this? Hi. Um, this is Sandika. Sandika, I'm so glad that you called yeah. in today. Sandika, hold on. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to uh, put a little, put turn my Outlook off because I realize it's dinging and I don't want it to ding on you. So Sandika, um, okay. wonderful. So Sandika, you're going through a coaching program right now and I'm really yeah. happy that you chose to call in today to get some coaching. What's going on for you and how can I support you? Take a big deep breath. Well, <laughs> yeah, pretty much as soon as I had the intention to call, I started feeling super emotional. <laughs> yeah, that's so, normal. Yeah, so you've, you're feeling some tears coming, and those are probably tears of truth. There's something that you're wanting and needing to let go of. So let's talk about it. 
Or just breathe. So, yeah, like, getting up. This is, like, the area where I'm getting disempowered. Yep. So... And we know that you're not disempowered in your entire life. We know that you're young and vibrant and have big dreams and you live in a gorgeous place and and you're trying to figure your way through some stuff. You're isolated. I know that you've moved away from a lot of your family. So there's changes that have happened for you. So let's just, we know you're not a disempowered yeah. woman. We just know there's areas of your life that you're feeling a little bit confused about right now. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, this, like, Talk sort of me. my, my journey of getting, like, empowered, yeah. it's been, like, for a while, so, part of that, like, cycle or leveling up, there's always been a relationship, like, I've always been in a relationship, and each level it's kind of been like this guy has helped me get to this level and then like and myself I get that too I have this way of attracting um a companion a mate I wish I would stop crying (laughs) just keep talking through it anyways just keep talking through your tears. It'll get easier. This is just your throat chakra closing up a little bit and tightening up on you. So just keep breathing and keep talking. So in the past, you've always had, you've been in this journey of empowerment, in this journey of growth. And throughout your life, you've always been able to attract a mate that helps you up level a little bit. So now what's happening with this part? A little bit. Because this is yeah. about your love and life. Like, Talk to me. Basically, the like the main up-leveling has been since I moved away from Manitoba where I was, where I grew up, away from my family. So I always had, I've had a boyfriend since I was 16, like somebody, some kind of drama or whatever. And then, and then, yeah. Anyways, I don't want to get into all that. So I met my boyfriend that I'm with now, my partner, Mm -hmm. um, Three years ago, mm-hmm. I was in a good space when I met him, like, but not that long out of a relationship, and this seems to just happen to me, um, but I was very, like, very final with that last relationship, like, you, often it's been where I um, haven't even grieved that one, and I'm in the next one, but yeah. I had, like, we had broken up once, so... I had already had that idea of breaking up with him and then we had a second go and then I really broke up with him and I felt totally clear about it. I went for a walk by the river and it was like, I'm by myself. I'm open to the universe. Like it's such, they're always such like short periods of time. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was my best girlfriend, she moved away and I decided at that time to get this job at this uh, music cafe. I already had a full-time job, but I got this job at a music cafe for the weekends. And I met him, like, my second shift, Mm -hmm. (laughs) of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it just was instantly. And uh, this relationship, and it's it's been good, but about, like, very early on, I saw warning signs that I didn't like. And I ignored them. Or <laughs> and what were the warning signs that I you liked... didn't like? What What were the warning signs you didn't like? <clears throat> what is it that he's doing that you're so it's... you're really troubled about? Does the he have an addiction? Like... Does he have an addiction? Yeah. Some... Okay, that's what I'm feeling. Okay, so <clears throat> he has an addiction, and and how is it affecting you? Well, I think the core is that he's he has this insecurity. Like, we have lots of things in common. It's, um, he has this insecurity, and um, he was basically raised in a cult, and then his family left, like, right before high school, and he got thrown into, like, normal high school, being, like, a Mennonite kid that was totally, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, not exposed to all these things so he had to put on this 
role, and I think he's been really good at putting on this role. Um, and when I get to see, like, his true self, it's great, but I don't like this facade person that comes out. And and, what and is, like what's the facade? trying to be cool. Yeah, okay. Huh? What, can I ask you what is his addiction can, to? Can I just ask you what his, addic- his addiction is to? Alcohol mm-hmm. and cigarettes, mm-hmm. which my previous boyfriend smoked and he drove me absolutely nuts, but when mm-hmm. I met this guy... He actually didn't smoke the, our first walk. He didn't smoke the whole time. <laughs> and then, like, the third date, all of a sudden, we went outside and he had a smoke. And I was just kind of like, oh, shit, he smokes. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I just thought, okay, you know, maybe he'll quit. But And he does want to quit, but he's never quit. And then alcohol, and I've became... I played the addiction counselor role, and this has been like something I've done in the past where I step in and I try to save and mm-hmm. pretty much where he was living. He was so desperate and like distraught that I think without my help, he would have never like been able to get out of there. So we like unpacked his whole cabin, a place that he lived for five years together. We like you know, he did a lot of it, but I was there emotionally supporting and helping and being there. And we moved here together. And, and like, what's going on now? So catch here. me up. So you're here now. He he smokes cigarettes. That really bothers you. He drinks too much. Yeah. You've been in a role of mother energy. So you've been the rescuer. And he's been yeah. the addict. And those are that that is a perfectly codependent pairing that often happens. So you're not alone. You're really normal for women who haven't done this work. And as long as you stay in mother energy as the rescuer, he will stay in son energy as the addict and the mm-hmm. victim and the rebellious teenage. He's going to stay in that energy. And it's not that it's up to you to fix mm-hmm. him now or that you're going to change him. But I'll tell you something. When you decide to change the dance... When you decide to change, like, we don't do this same dance anymore. We don't do it this, I don't do it this way anymore. Mm -hmm. It will change your relationship. It will. And for the better. And you might go through some little bit of mucky stuff to get there. But if you hold strong in your woman energy, he'll he'll match you. And, And if he doesn't, he's a fool. Mm-hmm. So well, so we did break. I did break up with him in uh, the summer. I had like just enough. Like it just because I think I was thinking, you know, once we move here and it's a new start, it'll stop. But he, you know, that's how he's coping with stress. It would be yeah. like right after breakfast, suddenly beer starting, and I'm thinking of how much all this costs, and that we were like, you know. We were just basically living on whatever we made new in the community. So it's working like doing random jobs or whatever. Anyways, it wasn't good. And then so I did break up with him. And of course, with the way things go for me. So I broke up with him. I was so sure about it. And at the exact same time, this other guy in the community steps in and he like becomes like he felt like so father energy Mm -hmm. and he just wanted to protect me and he offered me his cabin for me to live in. But then all of a sudden he's like, and I'm, I know you need time, but I want to be in your life. I want to be like your life partner. And I told Les this, like it was kind of this perfect storm because his biggest fear, his first wife, my partner, his biggest fear is that, you know, he'll be cheated on and left. Like that's his biggest fear. And I almost, you know, I didn't do that, but it was kind of like enough of that scenario that, so he did change. He did a 160. He like all of a sudden was talking he was talking different. He stopped drinking. He stopped smoking pot. All this stuff. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. Like I'm going to tell you why. Sandita, I'm going to tell you why. Because you, you didn't cheat on him, but you showed you all of a sudden were not his mother anymore. You were a woman. And you're a woman with your own yeah. needs. And there's another man out there that is, it's, and, and it's, I get that it sucks when we don't, as women, quite have the confidence yet. And whether that comes with age, no, it's going to come very quick for you now. And you're young. How old are you? I'm 34. 34. Almost 35. Okay. You seem younger than that to me. 
you seem like you could be 25 and I would say, yep, you are. So you're, you're that's young. That's how I feel. You're young. <laughs> you're young. I can feel you're young. Um, so here's what happened. You showed up in mother energy and he, well, first of all, let's talk about your first couple of dates. Your first couple of dates, um, he knew he was smart enough to know that you were the kind of woman that he couldn't, he wouldn't, he didn't smoke in front of because he cared enough about making sure you liked him that he didn't want to introduce anything mm -hmm. right away. So he has the sense to know that this isn't cool. Nobody, nobody, especially a non-smoker doesn't want to get together with a smoker. It is a problem. It can be a very serious mm -hmm. problem, but not to someone who's also a smoker. They would be like, oh my God, get over it. Like he has a cigarette. He can, you know, but like you're saying, I'm, I just heard like you slip in, he has breakfast and then opens a beer. Is that what you said? And does that go on every day, all day? Just, like the beer? Yeah. That's That has changed a lot. Like, that really has changed. But, like, basically for way too long. Like, I could say at least a year and a half, it was every day. Yeah, okay. The beer. And okay. I don't, like, I'm not that personality. I have to, like, okay, I, got I forget it. about listen, alcohol. Listen, Sandika, I got it. Okay, so listen. <laughs> So yeah. when you first met, you were in your woman energy. You said you were in a really good place. You'd just gotten out of a relationship. You were on your own. You're not a woman who's on her own very often. And you're like, yeah. something always seems, first of all, I want to tell you what you said. and you Because uh, I write things down when I'm coaching. So I'm just going to say a few things back to you to help you recognize that you're not a victim in this. And there's a part of you that feels like you're, you don't have a choice. I can hear that in the way you're talking. Because one of the things you said is something that always seems to happen to me like it doesn't happen to you it doesn't happen to you you choose it so you have to yeah. first and there's your little laugh of truth that I heard so the first little laugh of truth is yeah no these things are not happening to me I'm I'm pretty I'm young I'm vibrant I attract men easily and there's always someone that wants to swoop in and quite honestly you like that you like that or you wouldn't do it. Like there's a part of you that's like, I don't know how to be on my own and maybe I don't want to be on my own. And so I always find mm -hmm. someone to, and you you said you've always had a guy that would always up-level you. So remember that saying though, whenever you up-level, you find a new devil. So you're up-leveling and then you're, there's <laughs> another laugh of truth. <laughs> so every time you up-level, you find a new devil and then you have to be exposed to uh -huh. like deeper growth. How am I going to show up in the world? How am I going to, how am I going to be as a woman in this relationship? So you attracted this guy that I've also heard you say, oh, we're like soul twin mates, soul partners. I know. So, right? We okay. just had like this one month of like, we've just been doing so good. And I thought, oh my God, because the thing that has taken like so much of my energy during our relationship is me doubting our relationship. Yes, it's and awful. I, like it's been Sandika. It's an the awful whole time place. I was to... in life. Yeah, let me just yeah. talk for a sec because the most awful place to be in a relationship is one foot in and one foot out. Because you're never yeah. really happy. You're always wondering if he's it's really horrible. the one. You you're you do have the ability to like peel quickly if this isn't working out. You got another guy that's already offering you his cabin who he wants to take care of you. So <laughs> you're never really in. But I'm gonna guess that you're not really fully in your life either. I'm gonna guess that you are not fully invested in yourself. So relationships often just show us ourselves that's what they do they reveal us to ourselves mm -hmm. and so our closest relationships are the most frustrating they're the most wonderful they're the they're up and down because we're up and down and so you're this relationship with your guy let's just say your mm -hmm. guy for now so your relationship with your guy has there's times where you're like oh I'm so in and there's times where you're not so in and you've also said you know he had a lot of insecurity he came from a cult he was like a Mennonite kid who like had horse and buggy and then all of a sudden was thrown into like regular the regular world he didn't know how to handle that he didn't know how to properly assimilate he didn't he just didn't know what to do so he found ways to not to feel like he's not a weirdo kid so he started smoking he started yeah. drinking 
things you couldn't do if you were in that cult. If you were a Mennonite, you're certainly not allowed mm-hmm. to smoke and drink. You can't listen to music. You can't. There's nothing you can do, right? So he's got his own journey. He's got his own journey and his own healing that he has to work out. Um, but then you get together with him and you're talking in a way like his deepest, biggest fear is that you'll cheat on him. So he has this and deep... And leave him. And leave him. And leave him. So he's already because put he's that so thought committed. out there. And he's so committed to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he is. Of course he's so committed to you. He's not going anywhere. He's He loves you. He's happy. But you're not. You're not full. And I'm not saying, I don't know if he's the guy for you forever and a day or if he's not the guy for you. But you do know that when you talk to him about the alcohol, he can clean it up. So you have to be aware that you're not looking for things to be like, you know. So over the last month, things have been harder for you. Things have been harder. Mm-hmm. You said is because it... he's around. Okay, <laughs> and you're also doing a lot of deep personal growth and healing right now. So I actually mm-hmm. noticed the other night. This is between. This is really between us, but we're sharing it for everyone. Um, I noticed the other night I came on early and you were on and I was like, Hey, Cindy, can we started to talk for a couple of minutes? And I almost saw you go into a bit of a panic mode. Like I almost felt it like almost like, Oh my God, he's here and he might hear. And what do I, what if she asked me questions? And then like, is that true or no? Am I wrong? No, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I felt, I felt like suddenly insecure that you were talking to me. I don't know why, but because. Yeah, he was home, and I had just had my earphones on, so I was just thinking of, like, I'm just watching this class. And, and oh, my God, there's pressure. And you're like, hi, Sandika. Right. <laughs> hi, Sandika. And then you were like, what? Your eyes just about looked like a deer in headlights. Like, oh, oh are you talking to me? Um, mm-hmm. Which is fine, but I get that, because if you're not fully safe in yourself to be your own woman at all times, no matter mm-hmm. where you are, with who you're with, to speak your truth, tell your truth, know your truth, acknowledge whatever is going on in your life. And I've been there where I'd be like, shh, my husband's in the other room. <laughs> like, oh my, yeah. kid, my kids are <laughs> in the other room. Um, I've gotten over that, quite frankly, because, well, number one, I teach so much and doors are open and we need internet. And so I talk about things all the time. They're all here. They're all hearing me. Um, and so I, I get it. I get the whole, you were in mother energy in this relationship. When you first got together with him, you were in woman energy. Then you started to see him as an insecure. Here's one of the mistakes. And I don't actually, I should, I should fix that. One of the things that happen in relationships sometimes I find when we realize that our man, our man that we want to be our knight in shining armor, when we realize that he was once a little boy, he might have been bullied, he might have been insecure, he might have been... That can actually change sometimes the way we're seeing them as men now. Like, he's not that insecure little boy anymore. He's not that. You you do have to know that he's not that anymore. And if we speak to them as if they're still that teenager or that scared kid or that... We still see... We start to see them through those lenses now. We don't see them as the man they are today, the age he is right now. Does that make sense, what I'm saying on mm-hmm. any level? Mm-hmm. Knowing that he was that little boy that was insecure and scared, did that does that change a little bit the way that you see him? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because... Like, if you'd never known that, if you didn't know he was an insecure, scared little boy that was in a cult and that you think you have to protect him and take care of him now, if you didn't know any of that, and you just knew him as the as a man. When you if you had found out like he had a totally, let's just pretend for a minute he had a different upbringing. He was a jock. He came from a really affluent family. He was well educated, really confident. And then you met him now. Would you think differently about mm, him? That would be nice. But but do you, but, <laughs> I would think yeah I would think like wow this guy's got it together and I would want to get myself more together and right. I would. Right. So you are now, so you're seeing him like, oh, this, so what if we could not see someone, like if someone held me accountable for what I came from, like if someone were to see me, and that's why sometimes I don't want to tell all the horrendous stories of things I grew up with and the abuses and the, the neglect and the homelessness, because I don't, 
want you to see me wounded through the because I'm not wounded anymore. I'm a grown woman, and I've done mm -hmm. the work. But sometimes, mm -hmm. we when we see our partner through those lenses, then we start focusing on all the ways that you can see how his childhood made him like this, and it's because of his childhood he's gonna. But really, the truth is, what if we just focused on doing our own work, and we we don't. If you didn't mm -hmm. focus on him at all right now, if he wasn't even in the picture, like, are you together? Do you have it together? Are you making enough money? I feel like that, that I'm on the path. Like I do, I've been working at this for, you know, so long. I just keep healing and growing. Like I'm not even the same woman that he met. And he, he sees that too, right. but he doesn't do like any work. He doesn't even like for him to heal himself. Like, I hope that he does, but he, it's like, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't have a practice. He doesn't. Yeah. And and then for a while it was me being the counselor coach, and then yeah, I put so it back to like, yeah, this you gotta isn't stop. Good I've tried to do for that us. too. I've done that with my husband, where I've tried to be his rescuer, his counselor, his coach. His it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And in fact, what no. it started to do is make me have an underlying anger all the time. All yeah, the that's time. how I've been feeling too. Yeah, just like and under the surface, the thing, I'm just feeling all the time like oh, my needs aren't being met. And like, so last week we had this fight where he said something, because to me, I feel like he acts like a victim and it drives me crazy already. He's 40 years old. He still talks about his family. And you know how you were saying all the things that you've been through, like, I feel like for myself that my childhood is way harder than his. Yeah. Like, he actually had loving parents, and they left that cult. Like, they had the insight to leave or whatever. He's got great siblings. He's, you know, been given lots of, like, gifts of money and help out or whatever. And, like, I was raised in a single family and whatever. Like, I have, yeah. I feel like I had more. I have more to complain about than given. you do. I would never for my family what he expects from his family i just wouldn't i think that's because ridiculous. here's why here's why here's why because your Pardon? family here's why though here's why because i have the same thing when i sometimes hear certain people that talk about their families and i think you're what you have a mother who's doing all that for you and a dad that's doing all that for you and you have sisters and siblings and Billy. what are you what you do want to know what i went through so and there's another one in your laughs, the truth. But here's why. The reason that we think that is because our family didn't do any of those things for us. They didn't. We didn't get it. And they did. And that's they. That's how they live. Like, my daughters have a very high, way higher level of expectation on me than I would ever have on my mother. Because my mother just never would have come through for me and never did. So his family... Hmm. See? So you can't um, be mad at him that he's like has a higher level of expectation of his family. Because they... They, they showed up for him in a bigger, better way than your family did for you. So what if I were right. to tell you that you sound like a victim? <laughs> I don't like that very much at all. I know. I don't either. I mean, I'll never forget when my friend, Patch, who owns all the Good Life Clubs, and you're actually going to read this story um, Sandika in the book Simply Empowered that you're going to be studying and I actually just happen to have it right beside me and um, it's one and it's, it's in the book Simply Empowered you're going to be reading in the personal empowerment coach certification do I have this this part where I am I am I am complaining about my relationship with him with Patch and I think probably every time we had a visit or met for lunch or had a coffee for a good two years I talked about this relationship. It's not this one. It's not my husband. It was the one before. And I couldn't believe when he finally just said to me one day, Crystal, stop being a victim. And I was like, did you just call me a victim? Do you know what I've been there? Do you know, do you know how much I do for him? He doesn't even work. I make all the money. He's got a, this problem and that problem. And, and he just, Pat just said to me, stop, stop. Crystal, you're better to die in charge than to die the thousand deaths of a victim. And I had to realize, oh my God, this is my story. And Sandika, I'm telling you that he's showing up as a victim and you're showing up on the outside as a rescuer, but deep down under the surface, you've been victimized 
and you've buried your victim and people that act like victims really upset you and bother you. Oh yeah, I get super triggered. Right? But do you see why you get super triggered and why you keep attracting men that on some level you're going to have to rescue them or you attract a man that's going to rescue you because guess what you've become? Yep. The victim. So father yep, energy I've that offers there. you his uh, cabin is now your rescuer and now you're playing the role of the victim. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is about you. This is all about you. This is about you looking at yourself and realizing, okay, what if, what have I buried? So if, if you were to do the map of consciousness and just know, I don't think you're a victim. I don't think that, but I say that to my clients sometimes to shock them, to see their reaction, to see how much it pisses them off, to see how much that would be like, I am not that. And if you can start to do the work of owning that part of you, because People show up to show us where we've buried parts of ourselves, where we've disowned parts of ourselves. And those disowned parts are literally at the basement door banging for attention. And the person that's going to give them attention is that other a victim or a rescuer. Do you get that? Like for you, you actually have a little girl. She's yeah. a, She wasn't taken care of properly when she was growing up. She didn't get all of her needs met. Mm-hmm. She lived in a single family. She didn't have people giving her money. She didn't have people, you know, two loving parents that were. So you never wanted anyone to know of all this stuff. Like you say, like he talks about things that you would never expect from your family. Mm-hmm. But on some level, that's you never expect it from your family because you were victimized. And they never, they did, they wouldn't come through for you. So you don't even think to expect people to do those kind of things for you well my family's actually pretty good like my siblings and I were really close I think because of all that we went through with like my dad and how my mom acts sometimes yeah so Um, and I'm not putting your family down I'm not putting your family down I'm just trying to make bring this back to you so if you were to look at the map of consciousness that you're studying right now in our personal empowerment coach Mm -hmm. certification and you were listening to someone that were saying this. They're crying, so there's grieving. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's grief. There's, I, I'm, I always seem to just go from relationship to relationship, and I never have lived on my own. I don't really, not for a long period of time. I don't really know who I am on my own. What would you call that level? Grief. Grief and apathy. There's a bit of a feeling of like, mm-hmm. you know, you're blaming, like it always happens, seems to happen to me. Like men have to just be attracted to me. Like I'm joking, like I'm being a little bit sassy right now. But kind of like, right. as soon as I break up with one, I just have to, damn it, I have to attract another guy who likes me. It just keeps happening to me. Instead of realizing, well, you're you're in charge of that. And you're in charge of when you decide to get into a relationship. And you've been in charge of deciding to move in with people. And you've been in charge. You're in charge of that. So let's just move yeah. along. Let's move through that. So the truth is, I feel sad. And tell me why you feel sad. Tell me what about this makes you feel sad. And it's okay. And I, I want to validate you. And I know I hear you. I'm just wanting to, pu- I'm going to push you through it a little bit faster. Because I know you are an yeah, empowered woman. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay. Good. Because <laughs> I've I've been going to counseling since I was a little kid, so that's why, like, when you say the little girl that's trapped in the basement, like, I've been trying to yes heal this for so long. Yes. Like, so let's first find her. I want it to be healed. Okay, let's find her. <laughs> let's find that little girl in the basement. Tell me about her. Close your eyes. Imagine you could take a deep breath and travel into your body, and you could actually just scan around and find her. Tell me about that little girl in the basement. Tell me how old she is. Tell me why she's been in in therapy all of her life. (laughs) She's... She's like a helpless little girl Mm -hmm. that needs everyone to take care of her. Mm -hmm. Um, And when did when did when what happened that made her so terrified? Well, sometimes I wonder because you said at age five, we already map out a plan for our life. 
And, like, when I was six, I was in a car accident. So sometimes I wonder how much that, like, has shaped my... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So were you not... Was it a, tr- you know, a bad car accident that really scared you? It wasn't a... It was a bad car accident. We were coming back with my dad. We would go visit him on Sunday. So he was driving. And it was me and two of my siblings and then two of their friends. Two of my siblings weren't there. They were not feeling well that day so two friends came with us and anyways I I broke my leg and I smashed my head in the windshield and your father so your I was parents... in the hospital for six weeks big deal okay at six years old yeah Sandika okay so yeah. let's let's now you have I this... got lots of attention yes <laughs> so there's another like oh I got lots of attention so my parents have already split up that's what I'm hearing I go to visit my dad on mm-hmm. Sundays was your dad a drinker? Could it have been possible that he was drinking and driving for that accident or no? Um, it, somebody hit us. My dad, um, my dad's demons was like drugs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, that's also going to so be a major trigger on. for you with a partner. You have a father mm-hmm. that has an addiction and then you have a husband or a partner now who has addictive tendencies too, to alcohol, to cigarettes. So there's a trigger in there. There's a trigger to addiction. Let me tell you something. When I was going through the archetypes the other night, it's not like I was trying to lock in on you, but you were laughing away during the mother, all the mother archetypes. You were laughing. I, I mm-hmm. actually had the gal around. I just saw you at some points just killing yourself laughing as I was talking about like the perfectionist or the mad scientist. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden we started talking about the child archetypes. I saw your head drop right down. And for about the first four archetypes, you didn't even look at the camera again. So you were very triggered by the scared little girl. <laughs> right mm-hmm. you were very triggered yeah. by the addict you were very triggered by you were really triggered by those those child archetypes and the i'm drama gonna, queen yeah the drum all of that so what if i were to suggest that underneath this driving force of you wanting to show up in the world like a mother energy you want to show up in the world as this saintly lovely amazing rescuer wind beneath the wings good to all these people always there for other people but underneath it what's really driving you is a very helpless scared little girl who wants attention yep and when i'm single i feel like i swing into that side Mm -hmm. and the charmer comes out it so it doesn't last very long so Mm -hmm. it's like this it's like if i'm single that wound is exposed i switch into daughter energy Hopefully, just for a short amount of time. Find and yourself then a partner, I then you can have switch. the guy. Yeah. And then you get to be the mom again. Into mother energy. Yeah. So this is all about you, and leaving your partner would be a major mistake right now, because you will just fall into daughter energy, and then that guy will come along, and then you'll get into his cabin, and mm-hmm. then you'll be mad at yourself because you'll be like, "Damn it! This is not about any of them. This is about me." Yeah. It's not about any of these different men. It's about you. So it's about That's you. That's what I'm hoping. And I don't want to distract any longer. Like I want to. Because guess what? You decided like right to move now, out again, I... find a new partner. All of that's a distraction from you healing you. Yeah. It's all a distraction to keep you busy. You won't fulfill your, you won't get your coaching certification done. You'll have a good excuse for it. You'll be able to say it's because I'm going through a breakup and I'm heartbroken and we get to fight and I get to cry and there's less gets to be a lot of drama. And then, you know, like, yep. right? So what if we just yep. say, I'm just, you're just, you're just like, what's your partner's first name? Is that okay to ask? Or is that too much? Yep. His first he's name is. He's never going to watch, listen to us. No, he's not. Less. Less. I'm just like less. Just say that to me. I'm just like less. Mm-hmm. Say I'm just like less. I'm just like less. Say it over and over to me. I'm just like less. <laughs> it already makes you laugh. I'm just like less. Mm-hmm. I'm just like less. Mm-hmm. I'm just like less. I'm just like less. Just like less. I'm just like less. I'm just like less. I'm just like less. How does that feel? You're saying I'm just like less. Yeah, I'm just like less. I'm no different than less. I'm just like less. How does that feel when you say that? It doesn't feel... <laughs> I feel like that. 
Say that again. I'm able to almost like separate from the feeling of it. I don't know if I felt I am like... a helpless little victim, just like Les. I'm a helpless, insecure victim, just like Les. Can you own that? I don't want to stay that way. You won't, because guess what? When you can finally own that you have, the, you put this little girl in the basement when she was about six years old because she was already torn between a mom and dad. She already came from a broken home. She has this traumatic car accident when she's just a tiny little thing. She's in the hospital for six weeks, which would be terrifying. And you're getting all this attention. And so you made a decision. That was a that was a trajectory changing moment for you. The fact that you even remember it. You remember that your friends, your siblings had friends in the car. You remember breaking your leg and crashing your head and all like that. That would be traumatic. So can you see that at that time, you took a part of yourself? And here's the truth. You realize the power that that part of you had. And she comes out every so often. And then you're embarrassed of her. And then you put her back down in the basement. And then every so often she smashes back out of the basement and she demands attention. And she's like a little girl. And she cries. And she wants someone to come and save her. And then you put her back down in the basement. What if you get to know her? Instead of being embarrassed of her, what if you just really get to know her? What if you let your scared little girl up out of the basement today? You get your journal. And in your journal, you have Sandika, the real you, writing to your scared, helpless little girl. What do you think she would tell you? I know. I have done that. I have done that. And what does she tell you? Hmm? What does she tell you? What does she say to you? Well, sometimes it seems like she's mad at me, and then other times it seems like, she, like she's good. And what really... What was really powerful was last month I had this amazing healing with my dad and I have this picture of her sitting on his lap. Mm -hmm. I look at it every day and I'm just trying to let her be with him because he's like, he's passed away so he's super safe, safe now. Yeah. So It was never your dad. I think that's helping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You had a major because birthday. she wanted a she wanted a dad and she wanted to feel safe and and it's interesting that you said he's safe now, you know, because it's you that needs to feel safe. It's you. So what you have to do here's what I want you to do. I want you to get out your woman energy, if you need to, call on your mother energy, and all three of you come on up to the kitchen table. And you need to talk to your little girl and you need to say, I got you now. I got you now. I've got you. I'm your protector. Instead of you rescuing men, start rescuing yourself. Don't rescue men anymore. Don't rescue your boyfriend. Don't even worry about what he's doing, what he's drinking, what he's smoking. Just forget about him right now. Just let's rescue you. What do you need to do? You can wave a magic wand. And you could know that you are going to do what, like, you're going to be safe. Like, do you feel safe? Well, that's why, like, when I worry about the relationship, it kills my energy because it makes me feel like I have to always have an escape plan. And then I worry why? about money. Okay, wait a second. Right why now, do you always have to I'm have not an, working on... Okay, why do you always have to have an escape plan, first of all? Why do you have to well, see this like... relationship as someone you have to escape from? I feel like that because I'm one foot in, one foot out. So I'm thinking like, okay, it's good right now. But if he ever did that, then this is what I would have to do. And then, look you know, we're looking though. at this property look, and I think, listen, okay. Listen. Sandika, listen how you're talking though. If he ever did that, then I would have, well, we all have to worry like that. What if, what if all of a sudden my husband who I've been married to for 11 years did something that was like, what, like something he did 10 years ago. What if he repeated it? What if I lived my life worrying about the stuff that he did when we first got together that were the, my red flags that I overlooked that I finally had to start saying, whoa, like you have to have some boundaries. What if you could put boundaries with less and allow yourself to just have two feet in? 
and not even focus yeah. on your relationship yeah. right now. Just focus on you. So if you could wave a magic wand, Sandika, if you could wave a magic wand and you mm -hmm. weren't afraid and you weren't insecure and you weren't afraid that he's not the one for you and you weren't afraid that <clears throat> he's too insecure for you and you're got your insecurities and you, it, let's just, just, just say you weren't afraid anymore and you knew no matter what, you're going to be okay. Whether it's with him forever and a day or not, you're going to be just fine. If you could wave a magic wand, what would it look like? Would you be with him if he were healthy, healed, and whole? Would you want to leave? If Is it even about your relationship? Would you just want to build a thriving business to be self-reliant and independent and know you can take care of yourself no matter what happens? What would you do if you could mm -hmm. focus on... Instead of all the sorrow, the sadness, the fear, the helplessness, the little girl, the mother energy, what if, if you could just focus on you, what you want to do, what would that look like? I would want to have like, Yeah, just be taking care of myself, be bringing in money, doing something that I love. Do you that know what that would be? Independent of my relationship. Mm -hmm. Pardon? Do you know what you would do to bring in money? What do you love? What would you do? How would well, you bring in money? What I'm doing is with the course you're taking. And so, because I used to be a hairstylist, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then right after my dad died, um, I developed tendonitis in my hands and arms all of a sudden. So I was like, that was my thing that I had trained. So then I, I've been through this whole process of like trying to figure out what's the next thing for me. Yeah. So then um, I got funding to go to school in Vancouver and I took the life coaching diploma program and it was amazing. So, and then I realized like, this is what I want to do. It's perfect. Cause when I was um, a hairstylist, what I loved was talking with, my clients right. in that relationship right so you're a people um, person you've so i think you i could come up coaching. with something yeah. where i didn't have to do a repetitive motion yeah. that was hard on my body yeah. and then yeah so you've I done the life coaching so in vancouver so i feel like i have so much experience with counseling already for myself yeah. Yeah. okay so you're gonna help people you're gonna help people you're gonna build you're wanting to build an online world do you want to build a world where people come to this beautiful place that you live and you're going to take them on tours and take them on processes and like what what do you see because i think we've talked about this <laughs> yeah we have the discovery session because you helped me veer into not taking some kind of i was going to take this government course that was going to be really inconvenient but it was free just to get some business ideas or insights so instead i i got into swat and it's perfect because it's funny empowerment is like exactly Great, you're it's like coming if alive. I was here to learn a life lesson, it's been empowerment. Great, and I'm hearing your so, energy climbing. So what if you don't worry at all right now about your relationship and you focus on bringing in money, getting your career going, doing what lights you up, feeling independent, and knowing you're going to be fine. It, it, you don't need to worry about him right now. What if we just put the energy and the focus back on you? How does that feel? that feels better does it feel better or does it make you feel sad like oh you thought you had to make a decision today why do you have to make that decision right now <clears throat> i don't want to make the decision i guess i want to stop obsessing about it i want to stop having that train of thought and darling you've been obsessing about having maybe i would have a shift can i tell you without even knowing mm -hmm. here i'm my my big bold self you've been obsessing with being loved and protected by a man since you were a tiny little girl. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to guess. You have been Probably, looking yeah. for your father's love since you were a tiny little girl, and it has become such an addiction for you that your brain obsesses over how you're going to be loved, how you're going to get this relationship, how you're going to get him to love you, how you're going to get your needs met, how he's never going to drop the ball on you like your dad dropped the ball on you, how he's... He's going to be, and then he's not, and then he is, and then he's not. Because nobody is perfect. Nobody is. And if I focused on the things that my husband does that I don't like, oh my God, I could be freaking furious every day of my life. 
I love your laugh of truth. You got a lot of those. You know the truth. So when I focus on myself, what I love to do, when I, even if he, and don't get me wrong, I might say something, I'm going to do this, and he'll go, I don't think you, and I want to just, sometimes I want to get into an argument with him, like, and then I just think, Crystal, don't waste your energy, just do what you want to do, because I'm not doing anything that could possibly hurt my relationship, I'm doing things that are making me more empowered, happier, more joyful, more wealthier, making a difference in the world, what if you just focused on you? And you just realize that your entire life, you've put too much energy into the man. Mm -hmm. The man from mm -hmm. your father to dating by the time, like for the last 20 years, you've always had a man. And you leaving less right now and finding another man is just a pattern. Mm -hmm. So I would say... Do not even think about that right now. Let's get you focused, making money, feeling independent on your game. And I think that um, the reason why, maybe, or maybe not the reason why, so like when he's away at work, he works on Vancouver Island. So then I'm here by myself, you know, from Monday to Thursday or Friday. And I just do all the things that I want to do. I'm like doing all my homework. I'm doing my assignments. I'm taking my pets for walks. I'm, you know, doing do all these things without home. feeling any guilt. And no, when he's but home, this is you, darling. It's like, I feel like I have to be there for him. No, he's a big boy. That guilt is your mother energy. That's your rescuer. That's making him responsible for your guilt. So you don't do the stuff you want to do to ease your own guilt. You got nothing to feel guilty about. You know where you should feel guilty? If you decide to go off and hang out with the other man, the father energy in the cabin. You do not yeah. need to feel guilty because you're at home doing assignments, taking the dogs for walks, doing... You do not need to feel guilty for those reasons. But you, and if you, but I feel guilty if he's home and I'm doing that. Why? Like So Why? when he's home only for the weekend, Why? I feel fine about putting my stuff aside and just like having quality okay. time like not completely putting it aside but, but that's like fine. making that's time for us yeah and that's balanced and now right now he's not working but then when he's home for weeks he's been home for a couple weeks now well, and yeah. i'm like just losing it he's in my space i want my own space right and right. i feel guilty i feel like i'm constantly no. okay. like having so, to explain why i don't. need to do this Stop. or why i need space or i feel like i just invite take him it. for a walk when i actually don't want him then don't, <laughs> don't Samika, listen that. to me listen to me this guilt will show up in your next relationship too it won't matter it's not about him this is about you so i've been there where i the same thing and you just got to do you you do you. You've got to do you. You do not need to feel guilty. You're not rescuing him. He, you're not his mother. You don't have to be accountable 24-7. You don't have to be responsible for cooking dinner every day. You don't have to be responsible for his needs, his emotions, his feelings, his highs, his lows. They're his. You don't have to fix them. Don't ask him how he feels. If you don't want to hear him say, I don't feel good and I'm sad and I'm not making money. Don't ask him how he feels. Don't ask him. Don't fix it. I actually stopped asking him, how do you feel about this? <laughs> yeah, just don't. It never goes good. He'll always say something negative. So I just stopped asking, but I feel bad that he doesn't have friends. Like when we moved here, I had all these skills I had already developed in my last community. I was in a women's group. I like, you know, I was in a boot camp. I have all these things that I do for myself to fill up my cup. And it's like, I don't know why he has like no ability or he seems to have no ability to do that for himself. He has no guy friends. But it seems to be a theme on this island. The women are doing all these amazing things and the guys are isolated and alone, tinkering. I don't know what they're doing, but it doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> and my boyfriend's one of them. He doesn't have a guy friend. He just drinks and smokes and you know well i i think you've got to set <laughs> some boundaries very good at building i think you got to set some boundaries i think you got to step into your woman energy i think you got to get out of that low place of that little girl or that mother that's a martyr because mm -hmm. that's where you're down you're down in the muck right now you're either showing up like a martyr rescuer or a little scared helpless little girl you know, and drama queens. So you got to push through and you got to make this about you because he will have to meet you if you're in woman energy. He will have to energetically. Mm -hmm. You will not be able to stay with him. 
and he will rise mm-hmm. to the occasion if he loves you and you have you have honest conversations not you're this this but when you are home for three weeks straight I feel a little bit suffocated and I think anybody would we live in a small place mm-hmm. it's winter we're not outside like we normally would I've dug into this new course that I'm really excited about would you be willing to give me some space would you be willing to know that I mm-hmm. love you and you would you be willing to trust me if I want to go for a walk by myself I need it and I promise you I'm not texting that other guy and you can't Sandika because mm-hmm. part of your guilt I'm, is I'm probably, not, no, definitely not is, is mm-hmm. knowing that other guy's there and if he still occasionally texts you or messages you or any of that that's got to stop no, I'm really glad that that didn't happen. And since then, I've heard like stories about that guy, and I'm like, yeah. holy shit! I'm glad yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Didn't happen. Exactly. God forbid you had done that. You'd feel so much guilt now. You would feel shitty about myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just focus on you. Focus. Let's focus on you. Let's listen. If Les up levels and ups his game and realizes. My woman is really stepping into her power and she, I can feel it and I better join her because mm-hmm. she's not saying, she's not making ultimatums anymore. She's not fighting with me anymore. She's not yelling at me anymore. She's not telling mm-hmm. me what I need to do anymore. She's not even focused on me anymore. She's happy though. Mm-hmm. She's happy in her own energy. She's happy with her friends. She's happy what she's doing. And I better up level to meet her or she's going, and I, and then if you do choose to leave him from that empowered place, it can be. I love you. My needs aren't being met in this relationship. And if you could, I would love to to try to take the next steps with you and and really get, you know, be two feet in. But right now I'm not two feet in and here's why. Part of it is my story. Part of it Mm -hmm. is my past start. Part of it is my wounded little girl that's still looking for protection from her daddy. Part of my stuff is my stuff. And I got to do the work on me. You know, and if he walks in and you're crying, you say, I'm just doing me. I'm just healing me. This isn't about you. I'm fixing me. And just focus on fixing you and focus on what you need to do. But it's you're mm-hmm. in your absolute, in an empowered, kind conversation to mm-hmm. be able to say, here's what I do need in this relationship, though. You're not threatening. You're not crying. You're not angry. You're just an empowered woman needing and asking for him to step into his empowered self and to meet you halfway and you're going to just hold space for that to happen and you're just going to focus on you and I know I'm being bossy pants with you right now but I literally feel like I don't know how you're 35 because I feel like you could be my daughter right now like you're my one of my kids and I'm talking to her saying don't worry about your boyfriend focus on you Basically, my whole 20s, I was numb. I was asleep. I was just, I was just totally in shame. I feel like I didn't even have 20s. So I feel like I woke up. My dad dying kind of like opened up. Yeah. You know. Well, great. A path for me. And then. So you've really been doing your I've work. just been awake, but I feel very immature compared to like other women my age. That's why I've, I have never had like, um. A stirring of wanting to have a child because I felt like a child. <laughs> I want to get there. It just feels like it's taking so long. Like yeah, I want well, because to you haven't healed, age. darling. You haven't healed your own little inner child, and the way to do that is you're gonna have to become a fierce mama bear for yourself. You have to a, a really adopt your fierce mother energy for you, not for the man in your life, for you. You need to rescue, support, and be there for you. You need to protect you. You need to focus on you. You need to just not think about any of that right now because I don't think you're in a position to make that decision of of leaving or staying. I just think focus on you. Get your career going. Get your website up. Start bringing people into your world, making money, doing what you love. Your energy will shift. And you'll either say to your partner, figure it out or... I've figured it out and you'll make that decision from an empowered place. Right. So like with making money and coaching or whatever, I feel like I'm pushing through my fear like constantly every day. Good. With that because I feel like and don't worry who, if he's not pushing through his fears. Because yeah. 
Please I'm not skilled. I don't have experience. I haven't coached you're, any people. You're really. doing your work. You're getting your experience. You're going to have 30 coaching calls under your belt. You're going to know what you're doing. You're going to be amazing. Don't distract. Don't sabotage. Don't let your energy focus in on your relationship right now when really you just need to focus on you. Can you do that? Can you? Mm -hmm. do, do you feel authentically like you can do that? Or do you feel like, no, mm -hmm. Crystal, that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted you to give me advice on, on this guy. No, no, Good. I'm glad because, no, it makes sense. And that's deep down, I was wondering because right now I have the stability and the lifestyle, like especially when he's at work, that I can just focus yeah. on myself and I have this window and special time to just grow. Like when you were saying forever. about the mother and daughter energy, yeah. I forget what week it was or whatever it was, if it was the telecourse, but anyways, you said something about having setting the table. I literally set the table that evening. I set the table in my house and I was I was feeling very empowered in my woman energy and I had I like told the daughter and I told the mother like yeah, we're gonna but for some reason tonight. it's not quite sticking. I keep switching into yeah. those it's old not practice yet. Your old the pattern is new to me. Yes. Right? So you need to become addicted to your woman energy because right now you're addicted to your daughter energy. And then you fly into mother energy in relationships, but you're addicted to that low place of waiting for that man to come and save you and rescue you and love you enough so that you'll feel loved and you'll realize how worthy you are. And nobody can do that for you. Not one man on the face of the earth can do that for you. Only you can do that for you. Yeah, I want to do that. I promise you this. No one can tell you you're beautiful enough for you to realize you're beautiful. No one can tell you're lovable enough for you to realize you're lovable. No one can do this for you, but you, and you are, you are beautiful enough, lovable enough, wonderful enough, smart enough. And now is your time to focus on you. Don't, don't let it get, don't let, don't let yourself get all wrapped up in now your relationship right now. You're 35. It's time for you to start making your mark in your career and start getting, you know, that confidence under your belt to be a woman all the time. Yes. So darling, I want you to tell me, are you right-handed or left-handed? Right. Okay, I'm shuffling a deck of oracle cards. We're going to end our call now. We're at the top of the hour here. It's Colette Baron Reed's Goddess Power Oracle Cards. I love these cards. So we're going to give these a shuffle. And when you tell me stop, so all you're going to do is just say stop when you're ready. And I'm going to flip over the card that's in the top of the right pile that's in my right hand. So I'm shuffling and you just tell me whenever you're ready. Okay. Okay. Assurance. Okay, Danu, let me read you this, okay? And we're going to finish off with this. This is going to be your empowerment message for today. Where is Danu? There we go. Here you go. You ready? This is a Celtic earth goddess who gave birth to magic, portends the fulfillment of your desires and the fruition of your dreams. Whatever it is that you're inquiring about, Danu gives her assurance that you're in the process of becoming. Now is the time to trust that whatever you have planted, planned, and worked towards is being lovingly birthed. All you need to do is stay with the flow of events and be ready for your next opportunity. Everything has its perfect season. Just as a follow, just as follow ground carries the promise of new life that appears again in the spring, as if magically hidden from the invisible to the visible, Danu offers her promise of grounded assurance. And just remember, there are days, she says, this is your alignment message. There are days when you wonder if you're on the right track, if your dreams are valid, if you have what it takes to show up and shine. You may have hit a dry spell when it appears that nothing is happening and it makes you doubt yourself. When this earth goddess appears, she is reminding you of the promise of new life. Just as fields are often left purposefully, purposefully fallow, perhaps this seeming dry spell of yours is really a preparation time. Under the ground of your visible life lies a stream of abundance that is feeding the roots of the seedlings of your intentions planted in your field of dreams. Go about your day-to-day -day life with faith. Danu assures you that the form of your desires will show up in divine timing in an even more magical way than you could imagine. How perfect. That's assurance. Your dreams are on their way. You've planted seeds and now it's just time for you to trust and know that spring is on its way. And with that is going to come, you know, 
more and more of your dreams manifested. That's a great card for today. That is a great card. Yay. Thank you. Thanks you so much. Feeling a little <laughs> bit better? Mm -hmm. Good. All right. So thank you everyone for joining us on the call today. I'm hoping Sandeep is feeling a little bit better. And you know what? Sometimes when you're in the muck and you just feel you're not going to pivot up to love and happiness and joy that fast, but you can have a look at yourself and you can have a look at why your partner or this person is showing up and what it's triggering in you and what needs to be healed within you. And it's always about us. That's what's so great about this work. It's never about them. It's always about you. It's about you healing you so that you can get to the point where you don't need to keep attracting situations, disempowered situations into your life to show you that you're still not empowered yourself. So I hope you have a great week. We'll be back next Friday again for a chat with Crystal. Um, thank you so much, Sandika, for coming on the line. I know it takes a lot of courage. It's not easy. And so we salute you and we're sending you great vibes for you to just stay focused on your desires and your dreams and to heal that little girl inside of you that has just been desperate for a man to love her because it's time for you to love you. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.